everybody. I'm Kelly Ellers. I'm Jeffrey Lennon. And this is Volume Up by the Teens. So today on Volume Up, I have a little bit of a question for you for Mm. our rant. We're talking about healthy hair and onions. Have you ever heard of the two linked together? Never. Never. Okay. Nothing about an onion and healthy Mm -hmm. hair Mm -hmm. connects for me. Mm -mm. But I know that you've got some news and I'm just going to let it roll. So I do. So our girl Cardi B is literally peeling back the layers. I did it. I did it. (laughs) Her beauty secrets. And she said that she credits her luscious hair, her hair regrowth, if you will, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to she boils onions and uses the water to wash her hair. She started doing this six years ago on her healthy hair journey. And she stopped because she simply got lazy. So that is what I have to tell you about that. So I, I'm aghast. I've I've kept up with her hair journey. She's constantly talking about like and putting masks with like mayo and avocado and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that we graduated to putting onion water we did. on our that's we did and a fun fact i can't cut an onion without it like burning my eyes can you i mean so i buy the pre-chopped ones so if i were cardi b i'd have to put the pre-chopped onions put them in the water strain it out it's too much i'm just gonna stick with my uh (gasps) we learned so much on this podcast um never would i have thought that you do any of these things so yeah Mm -hmm. chopped onions that's tough I don't like them, but I, I can I can chop one without having a full yeah. blown episode. Um, but I appreciate if you can't that you would just do the easy way. Um, but I can't imagine you would put it on your hair like onion water. And I'm certainly not going to. So power to her, I guess. I guess, Cardi, you do your thing. Ah, ah. You do that oniony thing, Cardi. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you do that oniony thing. <laughs> All right. So on our last episode, we talked with two guests, Professional Beauty Federation of California, legal counsel and advocate Fred Jones, and founder and CEO of Give Virtual Care, Tim Amal. Fred has represented California's barbering and beauty industry for over 20 years with the Professional Beauty Federation, a nonprofit trade association. Tim created Give Virtual Care when he came up with the idea to provide an affordable healthcare solution to those part-time and hourly working sectors. These two came together in order to discuss an exciting partnership between Give Virtual Care and the Professional Beauty Federation, affordable virtual healthcare membership solution to those in the beauty industry. Great idea. Mm-hmm. And make sure you subscribe, rate and review and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Read the Tees and send in questions to volumeup at thetees.com. This week, we talked with Laura Ellers. After some unique health challenges forced Laura to look deeper at the ingredients in beauty products, she decided to put her master's in health and nutrition education to use in an unexpected way by teaching those curious about clean products how to become conscious consumers, which we love. The term clean beauty is rather ambiguous. So in addition to sharing routines and reviews, Laura loves to educate how to decipher beauty product labels and help each person tailor to their own definition of what clean beauty means to them. The mission of Laura's natural life is to help individuals ease into a non-toxic lifestyle one step at a time with an emphasis on clean beauty products. And as you all know, we are very into clean beauty on this very podcast. So you're going to want to stick around and listen to that. Something for sure that you're going to want to listen to is what we found uh, that it's been popping up all over the beauty sector. Um, We've been seeing it everywhere. And that is what, Kelly? It is the interactive selfie museum. The black hair experience is now in Brooklyn. So it is a top tier selfie experience all in the name of black hair, which Heck yeah, we're here for. Mm -hmm. It's an interactive selfie museum, as I mentioned, and it's a pop-up art exhibit comprised of a series of Instagrammable spaces, all celebrating black hair. Which we love. I mean, I think for a minute, these experiential things were played out. I've been to a few of them, but this one's so cool. I mean, all of the pictures are incredible and like shout out to everybody for getting this together. Um, It makes me want to leave the West Coast for the East Coast, although... It's still hot. So maybe I wait a minute Mm -hmm. and then go and experience it. If you were going to the Selfie Museum for the Black Hair Experience, let us know. Tag us. Mm -hmm. Shout it out. We want to see it. We want to see if it's as good as it looks in all of these sites. We want to see it. Yes. 
All right, let's talk about what is trending on thetease.com. Our editorial team is hard at work this week, just like every week, uncovering industry news, looking into trends, and diving into brands that you don't know, but you probably should. And here are some of those headlines that you need to know about. First up, Bologna Fieri, Informa Markets, and the PBA team up to expand Cosmoprof North America. If you love attending pro-beauty events, expect to see a lot more of them coming your way in the very near future. A new joint venture with three B2B trade show organizers, Bologna Fieri, Informa Markets, and the Professional Beauty Association, PBA, has just announced that it's set to bring a series of beauty events to the U.S. beauty market. Beginning in January 2023, the three trade show organizers will join forces to combine their extensive beauty industry knowledge and network to create a best-in-class event format with unrivaled reach. Read the article to see how this will impact shows that you know and love, like Cosmoprof Las Vegas. Yes. Which brings me to my question, Kelly. Do you have a favorite Cosmoprof mm. Vegas memory? I've got Ooh. one, but I want to see if you want to share. You know, I feel like it's been so distant, but it <laughs> hasn't really. No. I miss trade shows in general. I mean, I'm glad they're back. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to see this happening, but... Mm-hmm. I don't think I have a standout, but I think you might. So, yes, I think it was three years ago, yeah. pre-pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. I was doing some stuff. Uh, won't get into it. Uh, <laughs> but a one Paris Hilton made Ooh. an appearance. She was debuting what I believe was a beauty line. There were oh good good six or seven different mm-hmm. blondes in her hair. It was frightening if I'm honest, um, but <laughs> it was her in person. And that was why I, I just didn't expect to see her certainly not so close up. Um, and yeah, it will always be like singed in the back of my brain. Yeah. Like, you know, the sheer amount of tones that were going on. It was surprising. I think if you get a taste of Paris Hilton's fashion or vibe, it's always <laughs> seared in your mind. Like it is. Remember it is. She the was show? wearing the fingerless gloves. Yes. On top. That was, she was, that was, I would say to her credit, mm-hmm. she's still doing her and she doesn't oh, give a, sure. you know no, what? No, no, no. Yeah, none. No. None to give. She doesn't give uh, anything no about my saying mm-hmm. a word about the blondes that nope. were in her hair. No, she liked it. She thought it was she's hot. Doing her. And there we were. Mm-hmm. Um, well, go over to the thesis.com, check that out, and let us know how you feel about trade shows. Kelly and I love them. We're excited about this. Can't wait to see some more. Other news on the thesis.com, things that are exciting to us. Celebrity hairstylist Clayton Hawkins is Sexy Hair's newest ambassador. Clayton Hawkins, the innovative hairstylist behind some of today's most nostalgia-inducing celebrity hair looks, is adding a new title to his resume. Sexy Hair has recently tapped Hawkins to become its newest ambassador, and with his new role, he'll be joining the brand's impressive roster of stylists, which also include celebrity hairstylist Danielle Priano. Read the tease for the full scoop, and Kelly, please tell me, which of Clayton's celebrity clientele is your current fifth. Ooh. He works with some biggies. He does. Some biggies. Hmm. I mean, I guess Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> I mean, she's I up there. I mean, you know, I like Elizabeth Olsen because she's a little more OG to me mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, her hair mm-hmm. has never wavered. So I'm going to go with the two of them. Okay. Yeah. I mean, those are solid picks. Um, okay. Personal faves. This is shout out to a fellow podcast, uh, The Bitch Sesh co-hosts casey wilson danielle schneider all right he does their hair for a lot of their promotional stuff mm. they look great they're fantastic they do shout out shout out clayton shout out them they are pretty fast all right one more mayala harold's hairstylist mona everett friend of the pod reveals how to create her braided bantu knots amid a busy week of premieres for her shows industry and bodies 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 actress mayala harold still found time to bless us with another major hair moment in case you missed it Harold recently starred in an ultra cool editorial for Essence that was just unveiled and as expected, she looked absolutely phenomenal, especially the hair. For the shoot, the young starlet sported jumbo braided bantu knots that were incredibly eye-catching, created by celebrity hairstylist Monet Everett. She counts stars like Tia Maori, Yara Shahidi, and Brenda Song as clients. This head-turning hairstyle was inspired by her and Harold's mutual love of organic styles and odd numbers. Head to thetees.com to see the look, which is a lot, and we love it, as well as how to get it for yourself or for your clients. And then let us know if you recreate it. Why not? Let us know. I love it. I think it's so well done. But I mean, Monet Everett, come on. I know. Anything she's touching, it's it's just great. So I'm here for... Speaking? Yes? 
things that you might not be here for, though. Um, I mean, it's heavy on the nostalgia vibes. We've talked a little bit about this with Clayton. Y2K, we can't escape it. Um, this is certainly that sort of e-girl look. Mm-hmm. Are you done with Y2K? Or are you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was a quick one. We're done. Definitively. All right. You should, we're, yeah. Like, it's a wrap. Done and then done again. So like. Done and dusted. We're good. Should be good for my lifetime on that vibe and trend okay what about you i mean um, i think you may be still feeling it no no i mean okay the thing is like when there are really iconic strong images like this yeah from monet and team like all about it but generally i feel like we've we've exhausted that reference we've exhausted like, we, can, we don't need more butterfly clips like no. please the love of god get rid of them <laughs> As always, so much going on at tease.com. Thank you to our hardworking editors. We are proud to publish stories that salon pros and consumers care about. Next up, my interview with Laura Ellers from Laura's Natural Life. All right, today we welcome Laura Ellers to the podcast after some unique health challenges forced her to look deeper into the ingredients in beauty products, she decided to put her master's in health and nutrition education to use in an unexpected way by teaching those curious about clean products, how to become conscious consumers. The term clean beauty is no doubt rather ambiguous. So in addition to sharing routines and reviews, Laura loves to educate how to decipher beauty product labels and help each person tailor their own definition of what clean beauty means for themselves. The mission of Laura's Natural Life is to help individuals ease into a non-toxic lifestyle one step at a time with an emphasis on clean beauty products. So... Laura Ellers, we may have the same last name. It's true. (laughs) We do. (laughs) You are here on the pod today. I've been a longtime fan of yours for many years. I I have to think that you're like one of the OGs from a clean, non-toxic movement. I mean, how long ago did you get started? Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm a big fan of yours as well. (laughs) You know... I feel like a little awkward saying that I am an OG, but I I do feel like I am because Mm -hmm. I've been around since before the term clean beauty existed. So I've been using clean beauty for 10 years and I've been documenting it online for eight. Wow. So tell us about it. So, okay. We're just going to go ahead and claim you as the OG. All right. Thank so you. I'm saying it, you're not saying it. I'm saying it for you. Um, but tell the listeners a little bit about your background yourself. That was a quick bio, but it goes deeper than that. Tell us how you got started. Yeah. So about a decade ago, I developed a bizarre health condition called multiple chemical sensitivity. And basically overnight, I just became allergic to pretty much anything with a scent and not even just on my body. If I walked into somebody's house with a candle or someone came in wearing deodorant as people do uh, to my workplace, (laughs) you know, I could detect it six feet away. I couldn't walk past the detergent aisle in target. And I would just have constant reactions to anything with a scent. So I happened to be working for a functional medicine doctor at the time. And about a year into this, she mentioned, do you use non-toxic beauty products? And I said, Hmm. what are you talking about? I'm so allergic to everything that what I can use has to be non-toxic, right? And I was not right. So Hmm. I started researching. And at that time, the main resource was called the Environmental Working Group, EWG. They're still around. There are other resources as well. And keep in mind, nine, 10 years ago, the pool of products was Mm -hmm. extremely limited, Yeah, especially in person. So there were maybe a few options at Whole Foods, but otherwise I would take my list of ingredients that I made for myself and I would walk around Ulta and Sephora with it and look at the thing that, because I would go every week. I loved beauty. It was my favorite Mm -hmm. thing. And okay, does this seem like it's non-toxic? darn it. I really wanted to try that and Mm -hmm. then go to the next product I was looking at. And also during that time, I discovered YouTube and that YouTube was not just a place for funny videos as everyone thought back then. And people had channels and reviewed things. So the few 
clean beauty products that I could find on Etsy or at some boutique in California that had to be shipped and no return policies. I would see if people had reviews online and often they didn't. There, there was one or two clean beauty YouTubers before me. And I just was, I just was like, why am I not doing this? Yeah. Why am I not this person? I'm already trying these things <laughs> and there has to be more people like me looking for these reviews. And so I started with YouTube mm -hmm. and I also at that time was getting a lot more into health from my job and was starting um, a degree in furthering um, my holistic health work, hoping I could continue working in that field. And it just all kind of came together. And I feel like clean beauty is kind of the gateway yeah. into a more non-toxic lifestyle. So mm -hmm. I like to say I'm really passionate about helping people become a little healthier in fun, unexpected ways. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. It's <laughs> got a nice ring to it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it is interesting because even in like an eight year time frame, how fast that market has changed. Right. And how you were saying, like, there was nothing. Uh -huh you could be buying something that was like concocted on Etsy in someone's kitchen. And I did. Yeah, I did. Yes. Um, the few companies that existed back then were Jane Iredale wow. and Juice Beauty okay. and I believe Ilya, oh. but they were, they've expanded so much too. And it was just hard to find these things to try. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. So you really were shopping traditional brands and looking through the ingredients to see what fit the criteria you wanted. Yeah. And it was a lot trickier than it is now where you can walk into a Target or Sephora and go to the clean section. Yeah. And those mean different things at different retailers, mm -hmm. but it is easier to find a better for you product yeah. than it was eight years ago. And just the choices are so much better and more diverse. Yeah. So you started with YouTube and, you know, back before Instagram was a thing, right? Bare, I mean, yeah, we were all using like the Valencia filter there. I remember <laughs> when stories came out. It, yeah, it was, a, it was a different time. You could comment on someone's posts and you were going out to coffee with them in a week. Yeah, totally. And I, I kind of missed the the original days of the platform. I do too. You know, I mean, it's like we took for granted like the innocence of it yes. and the the reality of it because now it's a little different, right? <laughs> it is. And I, I'm not going to lie. As a video creator, I love making reels, mm -hmm. but I I don't feel, <laughs> this is off topic, but I don't <laughs> feel like it's balanced and right. I miss some of the old elements for sure. Yes, agree. I agree. So initially, like walk me through that first video on YouTube where you're like, what am I going to talk about? I mean, also an evolution because I went back and looked at some of your no, old you YouTube. I did. I did. I did. Well, and it's just so neat to see the progression of the movement of the better for you movement, if you will. Yeah. So I filmed on my iPhone 4. Nice. And yeah. I edited an iMovie <laughs> and I remember just propping my phone up. Mm -hmm. My heart was pounding so fast. I was like hyperventilating. <laughs> no one was even looking at me or watching me. Mm -hmm. And I think I recorded it five times because I didn't mm -hmm. think I could figure out how to edit it. Mm -hmm. And then I think that one was on magnesium because I was in my program at that time. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to do both. I'm going to do health and beauty. Okay. And then the second one, I remember I got a package in the mail from 100% Pure. It was their tinted moisturizer. I grabbed it. I was wearing my workout clothes and just immediately filmed it like you would do on a story now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But <laughs> this lives on YouTube <laughs> forever. <laughs> <laughs> and that was just so much easier because it was in the moment and yeah, it was fun. Yeah, totally. So tell me about, you know, your master's degree in health and nutrition education. Why did you decide to kind of take that the next step further in your journey? Mm -hmm. So working in functional medicine and I worked in the office I, and I had a lot of patient interaction, but I was in no way a health 
professional. Mm -hmm. I just got to know the patients very well and they'd walk in, how's your kids? Oh, how's the soccer? You know, really get to know people and Mm -hmm. people trusted me with their stories and getting to see what different lab markers meant and what nutrients could help correct imbalances in the body. Mm -hmm. And then seeing people who were really sick, like three months ago, be perfectly healthy. It was really cool. And I also got to write a little newsletter each month. And so I would always include a little beauty post in there because why not? (laughs) And, (laughs) and I thought, this is amazing. I want to do this forever. How can I get more involved and take on more responsibility? And in my mind, it seemed like I should get an education of some kind on it. And there are so many more programs, I think, especially since COVID, like virtual learning has really exploded even more so. Yeah. So I looked at my options and I felt like I just really wanted that that title versus yeah. a certificate or something. So I went for um, online for two years yeah. for the health and nutrition education. And it was great because I could do it and work and yeah. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now we're going to switch over into clean beauty. And I want to know from you, as I mentioned, the OG, um, (laughs) what do you define as clean beauty today? And yeah, let's start there. Okay. Mm -hmm. In short, I believe (laughs) that clean beauty encompasses products that don't sacrifice health for performance. Okay. It's also a bonus if there are added benefits, whether it be for your skin, your body, or the planet. Yeah. I think that because this term doesn't mean one thing and every retailer has their own definition, I years ago created an online course called Clean Beauty Academy where I broke down beauty ingredients. Yeah. And so even though it is easier to not have to do a lot of research and grab a better for you product... I'm still a huge advocate for learning those ingredients, learning to read labels, and then really customizing that definition. So there are ingredients in my personal definition that I would not use. Okay. And then there are ingredients that I don't like, Mm -hmm. but if I'm looking for a very specific product that I maybe am not using every day, I'm like, eh, because... You know, we can play with yeah. this ratio. I, yeah. I did try to be a complete 100% everything organic purist. Okay. And it was exhausting. And that's coming I'm from sure. the OG, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it seems like if you're diving all the way in, like, where do you start? How far do you go? If you go all yes. the way in, like, it's a full time discovery. <laughs> it can be. And I will say that the label reading does become second nature and I can scan a label in 10 seconds and know if it's something I want or not want. Okay. So it does become easier. And I do kind of break up those ingredients into tiers, like beginner, intermediate, purist, just because every there's a trajectory and a spectrum Mm -hmm. of what do you feel comfortable with using and what don't you feel comfortable with using? Yeah. And so if there's beginners listening or they want to become beginners, Mm -hmm. what are some of the most out the gate, obvious ingredients that you're like, don't do it? Mm -hmm. Well, (laughs) I think I'm going to ruffle some feathers here for sure. That's okay. (laughs) And I probably will later too, but (laughs) be number one, in my opinion, to avoid. And it's actually going to make this process easier because it's in almost everything. So if you knock out Mm. this one ingredient, you're knocking out a bunch of other ones is synthetic fragrance. And Mm -hmm. I know everybody loves to smell good. Mm -hmm. And there are other ways because synthetic fragrance is a mystery. So here in the United States, we have very loose rules on what can go in our products, especially compared to Europe where they have banned over a thousand ingredients and products we have much less than that. We have okay. very little rules, no oversight, any pretty pretty much anything goes. It's the wild west. Great. But especially <laughs> with fragrance, because fragrance is considered a trade secret. Mm. So you can put anything in a fragrance cocktail. Wow. And just put fragrance on your label. Okay. So you, there's no need to disclose it here in the US. 
a lot of more mindful companies will disclose it, okay. particularly if they're using more of an extract or essential oil, or if they sell in Europe or made in Europe. So oh, there okay. will be more transparency there. But because that is in a huge percentage of products, mm-hmm. by just getting rid of that one, you're you're most likely also then getting rid of parabens, phthalates, mineral oils. And I would start there if okay. you are brand new. So if I see like fragrance on the label, is it as obvious as the word fragrance that that one should be knocked out? It can be. Okay. If it's a clean brand or a brand you think is clean and it says yeah. that, it could just be labeling purposes. And if you email them, they will tell you, no, our fragrance is naturally derived. So one thing that I love is the retailer Credo Beauty. Yeah, They have a breakdown on every product, like a checklist. And it's like essential oil, no fragrance, naturally derived fragrance. So it's just right on there on the page. And that's one of my favorite things about that retailer is they have done that legwork for you. Wow. That's amazing. All right. Okay. So if we move on, um, okay, we define clean beauty. We're, we're looking for some of the things and certainly we'll follow up in the show notes with some more specifics there. But um, what are some of the overall benefits that you've seen personally from this clean beauty movement for yourself and then for our society, our culture? Yeah, I think the immediate benefit for me is there are so many more products I can use and not ever even have to worry about having a reaction to. It's great. Okay. I never even worry about it anymore. Uh, For other people, that could be the same thing. If you're someone who gets really watery eyes from mascara or you break out a lot or you get just like weird texture on your face from using different foundations or something, Clean Beauty is kind of a double whammy because Mm -hmm. we're not just avoiding certain ingredients, but they're adding in ingredients that have other benefits. So you're probably going to have an overall better skin texture. But the biggest one for me is this idea of lowering our overall toxic burden. And I know that the word toxin is like really triggering for a lot of people and it feels really woo and out there and that's not real. And I understand that because I think it's not often explained and specified what specific chemicals or pollutants are toxic to the body. So on average, it's estimated most women wear about 160 chemicals a day and men about half of that, which isn't to say all of those chemicals are bad. You know, if we go Mm -hmm. back to the periodic table of elements, oxygen is on there, you know? So we do have Mm -hmm. to be careful saying chemical free. I do not like that labeling. It's, it's totally misleading. And I think, I think companies have are moving away from that because they know it's just kind of yucky and not scientifically factual. So, but some of those ingredients can be harmful in terms of some have carcinogenic properties, some have endocrine disrupting properties, some are just harsh on your skin. So if you think of your body as like a bucket Mm -hmm. and we're constantly adding like a little chemical here, a little exposure to a toxin or formaldehyde or a petrochemical here. And our bodies may not be optimally working to let those out of the body in a timely manner. Mm -hmm. It's not going to love that. And so if we can decrease our overall toxic burden, our bodies don't have to work so hard to just exist. Wow. Yeah. That's really like a simplistic way of talking about such a complex subject matter, right? Yeah. Because it does seem overwhelming because if you think about it, it, it could be overwhelming, right? You're like, there's toxins in everything or yeah. could be, or like our daily, when you said like we were over, was it over a hundred toxins? A for, day? for the or, estimate is women, if they wear about 12 products a day, it, it's about 168 chemicals. <laughs> And men's about half of that, but obviously on average. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Shocking. (laughs) Yes, it is. And I I think that in the past, clean beauty has really pushed that. And that is a a really big thing, but I think it's 
it can be off-putting to people who are new to it. And so yeah. I think it's also really important to bring forward the benefits okay, and not just what you're taking out. Yeah, for sure. Even though sure. what you're taking out does have benefit too. There right. are so many just really high quality ingredients. And if you go really deep into the sourcing of the ingredients too, but I mean, that's really next level. Yeah. <laughs> What are some of your favorite ingredients that, that do have oh. the most benefit or value? Oh man. Well, I love a hyaluronic acid. Okay. I love a clean retinol. Mm-hmm. Um, there are different, there are options for everything. So there's alternatives for silicones that are still going to give you a little bit of a slippery feel, but without mm-hmm. the silicone. Um, and then alternatives for dyes. So a lot of different colorings, like like dyes, FDNC dyes, and then naturally derived dyes as well. And it just, with lipstick, there can be really lovely kind of hydration. Cause I I think we've all put on a lipstick and our lips have been just sucked with moisture Mm -hmm. and nobody likes that. (laughs) (laughs) Agree. Awesome. Okay. So what are thoughts on, okay. So we talked about clean products. What are your thoughts on clean products versus natural products? Uh-huh. Like where's the intersection of that? Is yeah. there an intersection? What are your thoughts there? Totally. That's a really good question because especially before the term clean beauty existed, mm-hmm. it w- was even more confusing as just from like an SEO standpoint. It's like, how do I label this? So people mm-hmm. are fine with their looking for because there wasn't a term, but I'd say they're separate, but different. There's definitely overlap in that natural products are going to be inherently less synthetic and therefore more clean, which the difference lies in not all synthetics are bad. And in fact, some synthetics are awesome for performance. I would not use a shampoo made of, I don't know, tree bark or something, you know, like I Mm -hmm. need some amount of surfactant in my shampoo to work. Yes. And at the same time, not all natural compounds are easy on the body either. So Mm. a lot are really allergenic for people who have horrible allergies, like nuts Mm -hmm. or people are sensitive to essential oils and essential oils are heavily used in natural products. So that can be hard too. Yeah. So it's all like what works for you. Yeah. And preservatives is a big one too. Uh, if something's labeled clean beauty, I think it's likely using a effective and safer preservative system. Okay. Whereas if something is really pushing the we're all natural, no chemical, I'd question what your preservative system is because nobody okay. wants mold and bacteria growing in their makeup. It's yeah. just yuck. It's not great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, from like an industry standpoint, what's your take on, you know, how much farther we need to go from an industry to really like even reach baseline of offerings or, or are we past that in, let's just say in the professional beauty space, mm. hair color, care and styling, are there enough options and alternatives for someone like you? For makeup, I feel like just in the past three years, we've had major strides. Okay. I'm seeing a lot of Ilya, a lot of beauty counter on red carpets. Okay. Of course, there are more brands than that. Let's get more professional mm-hmm. Uh, grade products for makeup artists to be able to use on film. Right. That would be, a. I think we could absolutely have more innovation there for the average consumer. I think there's so much, give it a try. Everything is better than it used to be for hair. Mm-hmm. We need a lot more work. Okay. I would love to see a complete revolution of the salon industry personally. Okay. <laughs> because solely for the health of the stylists and the salon mm, owners. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I, I so hesitate sharing these things because I never want to come across as fearful, but also I I want people to be aware too. Right. So I've worked with a number of really top-notch doctors and more than one has told me that their sickest patients are hairstylists or former hair, hairstylists mm. from just the... A constant exposure right. of 
life for them. And we all want great hair. Hair is my favorite part of beauty. It always has been. I would braid my Barbie's hair with a little braid book (laughs) when I was like seven years old and I've never stopped. And I absolutely have used organic hair color, professional hair color. Okay. And I have used conventional hair color Mm -hmm. and in between and Mm -hmm. organic styling products. And and I think styling needs to come a long way. Personally, Mm -hmm. if I were going to start a business in this industry, it would be hairstyling. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. That's great insight. And you're right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we love our pros, right? Our stylists who are on their feet all day, using their hands, exposed to chemicals, good, not so good, medium, whatever that might be. And it is really interesting to think about their health on a different level, right? And what they are touching, breathing, consuming by default with products that may not be good for them. Mm -hmm. And I think even just at a very basic level, it could be, how do we get better air filtration and movement Uh, into salons. Okay. I think we've all walked into salons and been blasted in the face with scents and chemicals Mm -hmm. and just, especially if you think back to like your grandma's perm smell. Uh, And then I've walked into (laughs) salons and smelled almost nothing. So on a very basic level, I would love to see healthier air quality in Mm. salons. Mm -hmm. And, and hopefully that could have a trickle down effect because I think in color, there are great options for color. Okay. And styling is really where there are some good brands out there. Like Oway is Mm -hmm. the best that I found there from Italy. And then in the States, InnerSense has some great Mm -hmm. products as well. Awesome. Mm -hmm. But we need more. Yeah. I mean, that's just a couple. And we know the team over at InnerSense. They're wonderful creators and product developers. And Um, so it's, I think it's cool that you mentioned them, but yeah, I mean, it's, it needs to become, you know, we need 10 more years of progress, but we need it now. (laughs) Totally. So if we talk about, you mentioned your products and if I was listening, I would be like, okay, you got to tell me what, what are some products that I need to start out with? Like, what are those that you can't live without that you have discovered Mm -hmm. that are your go-to's? Um, for, you know, you talked a little bit about hair care, but also skincare, makeup, et cetera. Who's doing it well is is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I think there are a couple one-off products that I'm super loyal to. And then some brands that are just everything out of the gate is great lately. Okay. So some individual products that I've bought time and time and time and time again are Lily Lolo Mascara. Okay. Primally Pure Deodorant. Okay. I definitely had another one that just left my brain. <laughs> uh, but lately I've been buying a lot from Ilya Kosas and Mara Beauty. Okay. Wonderful. Are those newer to the scene or they've been around a while? Ilya has been around a long time. They have, I think, just really stepped it up in the past three or four years. I feel like everything they're putting out is amazing. And Kosas is newer. Okay. And they... These two brands, I feel like are really front runners that I'm seeing a lot of traditional beauty influencers using and integrating into their products. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. And Mara, you know, I don't know much about their backstory. They are more skincare. So I use their retinol. It is Mm. the best clean retinol. I compared four and hands down, Mara was the best. All right. I love yeah. it. We, we all want all retinol, right? We, we do. We'll, we'll take it all. <laughs> okay. So now I'm going to switch to something that's like in the news. I mean, we just, I think it was just today that like Joe Jonas came out talking about injectables and how he's been using them and like the shame should go away, which I thought that was a kind of an interesting move from him to be quite honest, like yeah. kind of a stretch. Anyway, um, let's talk a little bit about alternatives to things like Botox and injectables. Um, first off, I can imagine your take on Botox, but let's hear it. <laughs> well, I'd like to preface by saying I'm 35. 
I absolutely look in the mirror and I'm underwhelmed some days for sure. <laughs> like, the allure of Botox does not even escape me. So I have tons of friends who use it and they all use clean beauty as well. So yeah. zero judgment. If Botox is something you love, you want to continue using. But if you're on the fence about it or you don't want it, there are alternatives. And I also know clean beauty founders who use Botox. So I don't think there's this all or nothing approach. I think yeah. you certainly can if it's what you want to do and you've weighed your risks versus benefits. But for me, it comes down to Botox is classified as a neurotoxin mm -hmm. and that's not appealing to me. Yeah. Basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. And especially <laughs> if we're going off of with clean beauty, we're trying to decrease our toxins. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we want to feel good about ourselves. Yeah. So there are absolutely alternatives. But if it's something that you love, I I do recommend always, it is a drug. So it's very easy to find a drug insert. Just Google it. It'll take you to the FDA website. And you can look at the potential risks and make a, a risk and benefit analysis. Yeah. And the benefits may weigh out for you or mm -hmm. they may not. But if you're like me... <laughs> There are alternatives. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what are some of those alternatives and do yeah. they do the same thing for skin that, you know, Nick mm -hmm. wants his Botox to do? Honestly, <laughs> I kind of love that. He said that because I think a lot of people don't realize that men get. That's a great services. point. Great point, actually. Yes. Yeah. So having, loving your skin isn't just for women. And, yeah. And, right, fair, yeah. Fair. So mm -hmm. I'm here for, I'm here right. for his admission. Right. But <laughs> I think we, there's two options, well, lots more than two, but there would be professional and then things you can do at home. And I think okay. probably a combined approach based off of your, how much you want to spend, how much mm -hmm. you're going to commit, because consistency is going to be your best friend with okay. any of these. And as for results, I think it depends where you start off. You know, are you starting in your 30s? Are you waiting till your 50s? Mm -hmm. How deep are your wrinkles? Like my wrinkles are on my forehead. I've had them since I was 24. Like my whole family just has them young. Yeah. So, <laughs> but some people don't get forehead wrinkles till they're 50. So right. kind of depends your starting point, how much you're willing to put into it. So I'm going to go least invasive to most. Okay. Well, none of them are invasive, but you know. Okay. Yeah. Least, least barriers. So at your least, you could try frownies or silicone patches. So you kind of just open up your wrinkle at night, put a little patch on there, sleep in it, take it off in the morning. And it just doesn't allow your muscles to reinforce that pattern mm. while you're sleeping. Mm -hmm. Aside from that, at home, there are little handheld tools like Gua Sha. Gua Sha mm -hmm. will give you instant satisfaction hmm. and you have to keep up with it. But if you have an event or a photo shoot and you just feel a little droopy, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, give yourself a five minute Gua Sha facial and huh. you okay. will look great and glowing and lifted. Um, same thing with facial acupressure wands. Okay. And just doing facial massage every mm -hmm. night is a great option. In terms of home devices, I think the best bang for your buck, there's zero downsides and tons of internal benefits as well as cosmetic is red light therapy. Mm -hmm. There are so many options. So I have a panel, which is, I don't know, maybe eight by 12 yeah. inches. And it also, you can get a red light in a mask that goes just oh, like, I think we've all seen people wear them. They light up mm -hmm. and they're on your face. And then they also come in wands. Oh, okay. So you just kind of hold the wand on the area of skin that you want and then move it. And again, range of prices there. Mine was somewhere between two and 300 mm -hmm. last year, long time. Also has, you can get ones with near infrared too, which penetrate a little deeper in your skin and can help more deeper skin conditions. But okay. Those have been proven to increase production of collagen and improve overall skin texture, brightness, mm -hmm. all of that stuff. You just look huh. like a yeah. little, you got like a little edge. A little something. Yeah. yeah. They were like, what, did you go on vacation? <laughs> <laughs> and then next level, I would say are microcurrent. And okay. microcurrent is not new. In fact, my mom bought me a device maybe nine years ago. 
Oh, wow. It was very clunky, very hard to use, very confusing, lots of shocks. I gave up on it. And in the past couple of years, I think the market has really exploded. There are tons of handheld ones that look very simple to use. And I've even seen little kind of, they look like little razors almost in shape. And they're just little wands that also hmm. combine red light and I believe 300 microamps of microcurrent. And those look really user-friendly. I'm very interested to try one of those myself. Yeah. And then it combines sure. the red light. Okay. So two for one punch right there. Yeah. Beyond sure. that, and I have done extensive research on the microcurrent. The next two I have not done extensive research on yet, but they are radio frequency devices. And those actually mm. can help tighten sagging skin. So okay. for people who are worried more about jowls, that's mm -hmm. really, they seem to be working on that. And then there's a company called Nira, which has a laser mm. specifically for the eye area. Okay. And people are getting really good results with using it to lift their hooded eyes or their crow's feet. Again, I've not put in my safety research on that, but it is not an injectable. Yeah. And you could certainly try that as well. As for professional services, the couple that I'm really excited about are, again, microcurrent facials. They can use much stronger currents okay. professionally and have different tools. And then, of course, everyone knows about microneedling and yep. PRP facials. Yeah. And then my most favorite exciting one for me, <laughs> maybe not for everybody, is cosmetic acupuncture. Mm. So this is a commitment for sure. And it probably depends on your acupuncturist who you would see. But according to mine, it is a once a week for 10 weeks. And okay. then you, you should reach like your max results and then touch up once a month. Okay. So you're wow. still going in pretty regularly, yeah. but according to the results that she's gotten, they're pretty comparable to Botox. And no way. Wow. Some acupuncturists actually have a little electric stim that can go into the needles as well. So you're mm -hmm. kind of getting a little current and acupuncture at wow. the same time, which is kind of cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Ooh. Okay. I'm glad we talked. I'm glad we touched on that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. The, you have been like a wealth of knowledge. Thank you so much. It's been Thank so you. fun chatting. Um, now we're going to do something called that we call the T's quick takes. And cool. are you ready for them? Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. What is one quote you love? You can do hard things. Ah, I like that. I don't know who said it. Yeah. It's I can't attribute very, it to anyone, but it's great. Very, it is. And it, it really applies for really all aspects of life, Everything. right? Because we are in a hard time yeah. in general. I mean, every day seems a little harder in some way. So yeah. I like And it. sometimes you just want people to commiserate with you. And right. sometimes you just need someone to be like, yeah, this is hard, but you can do it. Yeah. Okay. I like it. What was your last Google search? Well, <laughs> it might be the most unique one you've ever gotten <laughs> on your show here, but it was uh, looking at renting a home hyperbaric oxygen chamber. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which actually does have anti-aging benefits. <laughs> so who knew that you could rent one? Can you? What did you find with your search? You can, but you need a prescription <laughs> for it. Oh, no way. You can buy one. You can buy one if you wow. have those funds. Okay. <laughs> those fun. Okay. What is the cringiest trend you've ever tried? You know, I don't think I'm that trendy, but I cringe every time I see the video that I did where I did a cut crease eyeshadow look. Oh. And mm -hmm. it's not really trendy mm -hmm. and people do look good in it, but it it's not cute. Feel free it's to look cute. it up if you'd like. Okay, we will. <laughs> we'll link it for everyone. No. Okay. <laughs> okay, shampoo bars, yes or no? No. 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 Okay. I think if you're hiking, sure. If you are <laughs> zero waste lifestyle, sure. Okay. Otherwise, no. No. See, I can't get behind it either. I know the industry's trying 
some in some way, shape or form, but I'm with you. Well, I think if you want a more sustainable way yeah. of using shampoo, a lot of companies are doing refills. Right, right. So there, there are options. Okay, you're on refill route. What animal are you most like? I'd love to say dog, but I think I'm a cat. <laughs> okay, I need a anyway. lot of alone time. <laughs> I love it. Um, what is one product that you cannot live without? Brow pencil or gel. Okay. Yeah. Are you so, just invisible brows if there's yeah. nothing there? Like there's right. the first half, the inner half, <laughs> and then the outer half doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So I really like the PYT pencil. It mm. is super fast. If you want a really fine precision tip and you're a makeup artist, I would suggest the Kimiko brand instead. Okay. But if you need a fast brow, that is a great in a, inexpensive uh, cleaner one. And then I love Kosas or Glossier brow gels. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. All right. And then one last question. What is advice that you have for those who want to make it to the top of, let's say the clean beauty industry? Well, I think uh, clearly I can't speak from experience, but (laughs) I think that you need to be innovative Mm -hmm. and you need to have a reason for being innovative. Okay. So some of the best products I can think of have been created out of an absolute need and a whole in the market. Okay. Great. Wonderful. I like it. Well, Laura, thank you so much for being here again. um, A wealth of information. We probably could have went on and on. I'm sure. I mean, I bet you what topics coming out your ears. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for your time. It was great to have you on volume up and I hope you have a great day. You too. Thanks for having me. You bet. All right. I mean, I know Laura and her expertise, but like she was dropping some major knowledge on me and I'm going to go back to my notes, review some of those ingredients. It was a joy. I loved having her on the pod. I mean, she's welcome back anytime. I feel like I got to throw away everything. I mean, you know that I like (laughs) to frequent a certain (laughs) and you know, when you look at those ingredients, it's not so great. So, you know, it's not good reminder. And I was thinking like, Hmm, but I love a good fragrance in my products. <laughs> and I've been known to be like, if I enter a room, people will be like, is, is Kelly Ellers here? Because I can smell her perfume. And now mm-hmm. I'm rethinking that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's that. There is that. Lots of knowledge. Thank you to Laura for joining us. Be sure to hit subscribe, rate and review and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Read the Tease and send in questions to volume up at thetease.com. Volume Up is a Tease Media production. This episode was produced by Monica Hickey and Madeline Hickey. Brian Daly is our editor and audio engineer. And thank you to our creative team for putting together the graphics for this episode.